You're listening to the awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel Sanangelo and Trey Harris. It's the Wraith on 80s Revisited, a second requested movie on our request month. I'm Trey Harris. With me, as always, is our faithful producer. Yes, I am. Jesse Jesse Sedgley. (laughs) (laughs) This week, we have the Wraith, requested by a friend of ours, John from the Now vs. Nostalgia podcast. Check him out on iTunes. Give them a listen for all the same, uh, if you like the 80s movies. And they actually do some stuff out, not just in the 80s. But uh, all sorts of nostalgic stuff from childhood, so definitely give them a listen. But he requested this, and in fact, the episode I listened to earlier today, he mentioned, was talking to his friend about how he loved this movie. But what did we think? We're about to find out on 80s Revisited. (laughs) 80s Revisited! (laughs) Request month! Now the race. Put that clip in for everyone. Release actually we should make theme it to each movie or something. Yeah. <laughs> Some song from now on. Uh, released November twenty first, nineteen eighty six. IMDb gives it a five. Rotten Tomatoes twenty seven percent critics, sixty three percent audience. Big discrepancy, much like last week's disaster piece in Condor Man. Not to offend anybody who likes Condor Man. <laughs> uh, the budget on this film was two point seven. Estimated opened at one point four. Domestically grossed three point five. No worldwide info, so it did make its money back. Uh, you know. Barely, roughly. Right. Uh, directed by Mike Marvin. He also did such classics as Hamburger, the motion picture. Oh, lovely. And an episode of Renegade, one of the greatest shows that I've never watched but love to make fun of. Uh, Ren- hamburger was not cheesy at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course not. It wasn't yeah. Cheeseburger, the I movie. Know. That sounds like it. <laughs> uh, it was written by Mike Marvin, who also wrote Hot Dog, the movie. He's a food guy. <laughs> and also one episode of Silk Stockings, another USA television show. That I know nothing about except that I wasn't allowed to watch it as a kid. Oh, he doesn't have a picture. Uh, starring Charlie Sheen as Jake, uh, of course, from the rival, the arrival of Platoon, Terminal Velocity, Two and a Half Men, and you know, of mental breakdown fame. Yeah. Uh, also, Nick's Nick Cassavetes. Yeah, <laughs> he was Packard, uh, most notably from Blind Fury. Uh, he was the dude in Face Off, the bald-headed lackey that said, "No more drugs for this man," which is my most notable role, memorable role of his. I'd that one say sentence. his biggest role is being a director. Of course, for, yeah, for the chick flick, The Notebook. Yeah. That's and right. Packard directed The Notebook. <laughs> this guy in this film who beats women, threatens <laughs> to kill them at numerous occasions in front of multiple people, directed The Notebook. Yep. So and some other ones. And if, he's, 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 he's definitely a more gifted director. Based upon his acting scenes. I think that's where he's sticking to it. <laughs> Good. Yeah, he also did the... Uh, oh, no, that's, astro- that's acting. Yeah, uh, some minor roles here and there. Yeah, but uh, he definitely just stayed behind the camera. I'm not saying he's a bad actor, but this movie doesn't pro- profile any sort of skill. Right. Uh, right. Of longevity in the acting world, like a Nicolas Cage or a Tom Cruise would have. <laughs> uh, but also starring the lovely, lovely, not necessarily as beautiful as she became in this film. Randy Quaid. <laughs> 
Randy Quaid. <laughs> oh, well, I, actually, I misread. I was talking about Clint Howard. Uh, okay. The lovely, lovely Clint Howard. But uh, Sherilyn Flynn most noted was carrying this film, but most notably to me, she was the lovely, lovely character in Twin Peaks. Mm. Not Laura Palmer. I forget her name because there was like so many chicks that looked similar in that show, <laughs> and they were all Laura gorgeous. Palmer. Every one of them was gorgeous. Uh, Audrey. Horn. Audrey. Yeah, because that's the one that Comic Lachlan kept like avoiding. Like, I'm sorry, but Agent Cooper, I'd have been all over that in two seconds. <laughs> I'm just saying, he's a strong character. Yeah. You know, he didn't let it interfere with the mission. That's right. Finding out who killed Laura Palmer. It was Leland. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I mean, she's... In, Spoiler alert. She's still pretty. She's currently in that Showtime show with uh, Mr. Naomi Watts, uh, Lee Schreiber, uh, Ray Donovan. So that's where she is kind of today. But uh, just on Twin Peaks, she was always... In a show full of beautiful women, she was the prettiest. Uh, she was a better actress in that series, too, than this mm. film. Uh, as we mentioned Randy Quaid, of course. He was Sheriff Loomis. Everybody remembers him from Independence Day, most notably probably uh, Christmas Vacation. Yeah. I mean, my, my wife, as we were watching this, we were joking, like, this is what he did before he got, you know, he must have got shot in the head, handicapped, <laughs> before, you know, the events of... Uh, Christmas vac- uh, vacation and Christmas vacation, although and I think was he in Vegas vacation? He was wasn't he in like a in lot the, living in the desert in that one or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, okay. Right. He was pretty much in the Chevy Chase ones, except European vacation. I think I don't think he was in that one. He was in uh, Christmas vacation two, Vegas vacation, and the original vacation. Okay, yeah. So that's of course Randy Quaid. I always remember him mainly as cousin Eddie, because we all have a cousin Eddie in the family. Yeah. And the lovely Clint Howard as Rughead. Where did that name come from? Take one look at him in this film and you'll know. Uh, <laughs> but of course, House of the Dead, Austin Powers, and every Ron Howard movie. Because <laughs> they're brothers. And he's like, look, bro, uh, you, can be, you can be this waiter. <laughs> you know, poor Clint Howard. Have you seen yourself? <laughs> and Ron's no looker either. You know, it's like yeah. they're both like, it's like, yeah. you know, although he has a gorgeous daughter. Uh, and Ron Howard's a great director, don't get me wrong, but, you know, he, there's a reason he didn't do much after Happy Days. But yeah. he, found, he did find, much like Cassavetes, found his true talent behind the camera. Well, maybe Clint should have went behind the camera. Yeah, and stayed <laughs> forever. But, yeah, uh, this, again, as we mentioned last week, these are requested until the other day. I have never seen this movie. I did, however, much like Condor Man, remember it from the cover. Mm. But uh, it never enticed me to rent it. Of course, it was also R-rated, and I couldn't necessarily rent it until a few years later. But by that time, completely forgot about it. And the IMDb cover is not the movie cover. It's more of the uh, the cover I'm referring to is like it's got the actual Wraith, quote-unquote, character in the black leather I standing there. I hate this cover. That cover has, like, I don't even know what the movie's about when you look at that cover. It's like, do they see something on the road, like a ghost? And well, it's I mean... Like, as a graphic designer, I hate how they put the the under the wraith. Oh, wraith. The, he's wraith not the. from around here. Wraith. The. Really, they couldn't find a way to fit it? Actually, in later covers, they did find a way to fit it, and it looks much better. Uh, I'm not going to have an example here, though. We're <laughs> waiting. Well, on Amazon, I believe it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, they actually. Much better looking. Like somebody modern. They put the at the top. Yeah. So it's not wraith the. Wraith the. Ugh. Yeah. Some graphic designer was just upset as I am. But uh, this is another one like Condor Man that a lot of people who saw it as a kid speak of it very favorably. Right. It's definitely better than Condor Man. Mm-hmm. But uh, watching this movie for the first time recently, uh, 
first off, my opinion is completely jaded because the entire time I'm watching it, I'm like, this is The Crow. Even though, of course, this came <laughs> yeah. out this came out long before The Crow. I understand yes. that. But I won't get to the similarities of that later. But Jesse, you had a really good name for it. Oh, The Crow and the Furious? Yeah. Which, <laughs> to me, that's like dead on. That, I mean, that's, in fact, I challenge somebody out there to edit The Fast and the Furious with The Crow and make The Wraith. I bet you can do it. I'll, I'll update that with The Crow and the Slow. Because <laughs> these cars were not fast. <laughs> <laughs> and that rhymes. <laughs> Yeah, it, work, it works out better. That's what I'm going to go with. But, uh, These cars it. were shit. <laughs> <laughs> watching this for the first time, uh, it kept my interest through it. But I think, did I like it? Eh, better than Condor Man. It was entertaining. <laughs> it, was, it was enough to keep my interest the whole time, but it was just, there's so many things that make no sense. Uh, not to, again. I love not, how they all put on helmets. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, the race is technically wearing one, but it's like, and I got to roll down my window, put on my helmet, and then we're going to race. Look at this. The gear shift. He's, he's, <laughs> he's shifting he's, out of drive <laughs> in, into like neutral. And, I mean, he's using an automatic. Yeah, a, he's, to race. he's shifting an automatic <laughs> while he's driving. Yeah, that's in the Good first catch. race. Good yeah. catch there, Jesse. I was watching. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Rewind that. <laughs> Don't try that at home, kids. You're going to drop your transmission. <laughs> but the the helmets, I know why they did it. So they can throw the stunt guy in there. Yeah. But no, this gang is the worst gang ever. And uh, Okay. <laughs> Speaking of that, you, you know, it starts off where, you know, uh, again, spoil, this is spoiler ridden. Uh-huh. You know, it starts off where Cassavetti or Packard and his gang, you know, at first I'm like, is this Greece? What is this? He's like, yeah, you lose. We get your car. Yeah. You know, you pull him over in the middle of nowhere just to steal his car. Right. No, but you make him race to see if, like, you want the car or something. But regardless, you get the car. It just seems like a like <laughs> just rob him and take the car, right? Because everybody in the town fears Packard because of this incident. Apparently, that's so he could say he didn't steal it because he's not a thief. You know, oh, yeah, I didn't steal it. I won it. Yeah, by beating him senseless and taking it. <laughs> we we're fighting. But uh, you know, it starts off to where like you know, and he races, but he he loses, but he no, he wins by cheating. I think in the beginning, he's like, "I would have won if you didn't cheat." You know, great acting there, but the unknown guy didn't write down my sheet of paper. (laughs) But then like they kind of just like, yeah, start walking, buddy, and then they walk off in it. You know, like okay, setting up that that's their their scheme, kind of like in Fast and the Furious, how they steal, uh, rob uh, eighteen wheelers and shit. Stereos yeah. or whatever the hell things that are worth movie. something. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> stuff they can resell easily without getting busted. Yeah, which doesn't say much for Randy Quaid in this movie as Not being this hard-edged sheriff. Like ah, these yeah. cars like stole his car and I you see him all the time. Yeah. It's not a big town, <laughs> exactly. There, yeah, it's, you know, there's only like eight people that live in this town. <laughs> but anyway, and then I was really I sh- I was shocked when like they kind of get to the point where they show like the rape and the yeah. like the killing. I'm like whoa. This movie got dark really quick. So I'm like, oh, they're stealing cars. Okay. But then all of a sudden they're killing this kid, basically raping Sherilyn Finn. And it's just like, good God. Like, okay. And then, and it's very confusing. It's like, okay, wait. It was. Is Charlie Sheen this dude? Yeah. Or is this just a murder showing you that this is what they did? IMDb said he is the dude. Yeah. I I, I was literally like, okay, I had to make sure. Yeah. Because the plot is so... It makes sense when with like a few questions when you find them out, right? Which you don't really find out in the movie. It's all about okay. I guess I that's, guess this is how yeah. It works. It's not like and I, and you know good films you don't have to guess. You right. know it's shown. This film was not 
it wasn't shown or, you know, they don't have to say it. They don't say, oh, I am the Wraith. I was this kid that was killed in the beginning. They don't have yeah. to say that. But they could have revealed it other than just, you know who I am. <laughs> Jamie or whatever his name was. I think it was Jamie. It was like the dude that got killed in the yeah. beginning, the different actor. Uh, it was just like, yeah. Watching it today, I was just like, man, this this is so bad. Like the, the acting, it's just it's 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 presented so bad. It's 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 definitely not a bad movie. I would say it's not a bad in the ranks of Condor Man to me. Right. Like I, I could see myself watching this again if it was on TV or something just for laughs. Like oh god, what, this part is so funny. Uh, <laughs> you know, just for stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I think it's but, funny. This gang wears helmets. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they wear helmets. There's one of them that's actually dressed like a quote-unquote punk. Driving an old Chrysler. You know, and, yeah, then, the and, and also, how much credit can your gang have if Clint Howard's a member of it? Yeah. You know? You're driving an automatic in a race. Like and, and he's the one that's, you know, we, I think we've all, most of us have seen Grease. You know, you see a, you know, you have the voluptuous brunette who's hotter mm-hmm. than Olivia Newton-John until the end, you know, that does a little signal for them to go. Yeah. You know, in this movie, it's, it's Clint Howard. Howard. <laughs> They couldn't have thrown like a punk chick in the group right. to like you know be that person, but no, it's like I'm Clint Howard. Yeah, like just some woman. Yeah, to do it. Just or Sherilyn Flynn, even I don't care. Yeah, just something. Was she just, wouldn't participate, but you know, it's some punk chick who doesn't give a shit. Yeah, but uh, although I honestly, we talked about last week how had we maybe seen this when we were kids. I think I would have loved this movie as a kid. Uh, I think I don't think it would have stuck around for me. I think the the whole car chase aspect. I like. I was cars. never big into cars, but I, you know I had Hot Wheels and stuff. But like, yeah. you know, uh, I was one of those kids that had a Lamborghini poster in my room. Yeah. You know, in the eighties, like <laughs> I would have loved this. This car is badass. I mean, you know, as far as eighties cars go, you know, what I'm saying it's not. Yeah. It's no Batmobile or it's no Condor Mobile even. But you know, it's it's indestructible and just teleports different places and kamikazes people. <laughs> yeah. And when I first saw that, I was just like, what the fuck what? is going on here? <laughs> you know, and there doesn't have to be an explanation, but it's just no. like, it starts off with these two little light things zooming through the desert, punching mm-hmm. holes in cactuses and like, okay. And then they, it turns into a car like, okay, it's an alien. Yeah. And then that's it. There's no, again, not that you need one, but it's just like, it would have been cool if there was some sort of like, purpose right there's the, you know, the crow there you know by comparing and contrasting again we're talking two different decades we're talking a talented director and some great acting and we're talking not so talented director and some very mediocre acting uh so it, it's we are comparing apples to oranges but you know that's a movie that did this same plot line fantastically mm-hmm. i mean the crow is the, the crow was my wraith growing up you know so to speak yeah if that makes any sense uh because First of all, The Crow with the soundtrack. Well, act, well, actually, let's get into some of the similarities here uh, while we're on the subject of The Crow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the plot, obviously, guy comes back from the dead to avenge his and the girlfriend's death, except the girlfriend's still alive in this one. Uh, both films feature violent and sadistic gang with a scary, quote-unquote, leader. Yeah. You know? Uh, they both have a character named Skank. <laughs> really? And it's like uh, when I, when he when they first said his name Skank, I'm like, wait a second. The, okay, the crow had like Alex Proyas had to see this movie. Like the dude is na- I can't remember the graphic novel there. What if they even had names for a lot of the members of the gang? Because I have read the crow graphic novel, and of course the movie's based off that. <laughs> I don't remember them having names in the graphic novel. Granted, I only That's read it funny. once, uh, so maybe they did. Uh, let me know at eightiesvisitgmail.com because I'm probably not going to read it again, just because I got other things to read, and I'd rather watch the movie because the movie's badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
they both, what I was kind of getting to, which led me to get on to the subject, was they both have a great soundtrack. This movie does yeah. have a great, I was just like, yeah, you know, uh, Billy Idol and uh, Ozzy. You know, there's some good music in this film, and as was The Crow. Uh, there's also a kidnapping of the female character in the end, much like in The Crow. Uh, they both have a supernatural aspect to like their character being back, like the Wraith has the car. Right. Or apparently the metal pieces that fall off of him when he kills people. I don't know what that was all about. You know, the crow has the crow. Uh, there's a duo of twitchy tweaker drug addicts. Like I said, in each in each film, one is named Skank. They both have like a kind of a techno Donatello type character in each of the groups. Clint Howard's kind of like the the tinker in this one. In the crow, you got a uh, Tony Todd. Uh, let me see what else. There's another one. Oh, uh, there's a surly. <laughs> this was is so straight on. And I pulled this from this exact quote from an IMDb message post. Uh, Both have a surly cop who comes to understand the nature of the hero, but is believed by no one else. The cop also lets the hero go in both films. This it's literally the crow, like or excuse me, the crow is the wraith. Better, yes, except it's done good. Yeah, it's a fantastic film. But uh, I think. Honestly, to me, I wonder more if The Crow would have been diminished for me had I seen this before. I mean, like, this is a ripoff of the fucking Wraith. Mm. This movie's such a ripoff. The Wraith <laughs> is, you know, jaded because I saw if I saw this as a kid and like, oh, it's great. And then, like, I see The Crow, like, oh, this is a ripoff of The Wraith, man. I don't like uh, The Crow I anymore. I don't know if that would have <laughs> Can't say, but I wonder. But, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> the similarities are just, there's there's too many for it to be a coincidence. Uh Proyas had to have seen this movie, and or, may, or excuse me, Jay Obar might, might have seen this movie and thought, you know what, I could write this a lot better, and then he wrote The Crow. I mean, a lot of movies come that way. I mean, that is and true. I'm glad they do. Yeah, because <laughs> some work out better. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but I, I did, I didn't not like this movie, but I didn't love it. Probably would never watch it again. Again, I'd rather watch The Crow. Mm-hmm. Uh. But as opposed to Condor Man, this is a Citizen Kane. Yeah. To me. Uh, what do you think of it? Um, it had a lot going for it, but <laughs> it falls short in the story. Yeah. Uh, I had a lot going for it in the uh, cinematography sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought the chases were well shot. Yeah. At um, 40 miles an hour, but it was still... Yeah, I mean, all things considered, it looks... Is this the whole movie? No. Looking at YouTube clips. If we could find where the brother screams at the end, it is the best acting I've ever seen in a movie in my life. Yes, that's sarcasm. <laughs> that is complete and utter sarcasm. And, uh, what? Okay, in The Crow, you know, he goes after him systematically, but he murders he murders them based on how they are. You know, Fun Boy injects with all the morphine. Yeah. Uh, for the, uh, 1010, he stabs him with all of his knives, etc. The Wraith walks straight up walks, RoboCop style, walks into their hideout with his super shotgun from beyond the grave and just shoots their cars. He could have taken care of everything right there. End of story. But he just points it at Packard's face and like, yeah, we're going to race because it's way more satisfying to race you and make you <laughs> ram into a parked car. I don't know. But, yeah, uh, the, uh, the cinematographer, he's still at work. Is it Dean Cunt? No, Dean Cundy was on Rock and Roll Hospital. No, it's Reed Smoot. He did uh, the Great Jonas name. Brothers concert. Oh, and Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber concert. Homeward Bound. So, 
I don't know. I guess this is the best work. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but this is way better than any of the other things we mentioned. Right. Uh, yeah, he's done a lot of documentaries and stuff. So, good yeah, for kudos to that. But, I mean, uh, the effects weren't that great. But uh, Better than Condor Man. Better than Condor Man, yes. But the shots were fine. Yeah. Story sucked. That's what that's and you gotta start with a good script. Yeah. So. And the the core idea is great, as we've yeah. seen it in the crow. You, a murdered Someone person comes back hit. for revenge. Yeah. That's the core story here. But this one with racing cars and all that, that's just for again, right. in the eighties, it's awesome. He probably had a story similar to the crow, and he's like, This needs something. This needs something more. Oh, how about let's make him a race car driver? Yeah. I could easily see that. That's very true. Yeah. But uh, the black car featured in the movie was actually a real-life, quote-unquote, technological wonder. It was the Dodge M4S. Uh, let me skip through some of this bullshit to the interesting stuff. Uh, it was actually cross-designed with Chrysler, and it co- at, in 1986 dollars, it cost $1.5 million. What? So, yeah. Uh, a total of seven different versions of it were used for the film. One original, which they simply used just to kind of show it driving and stuff like that. And then, of course, just body models, which were just... The yeah. body to be ran into by other vehicles and right. uh, thrown into itself and all I like sorts the of front crazy of it, stuff. But the back of it looks stupid. Yeah, <laughs> like a uh, looks like a helmet, like a, a cyclist yeah. helmet. You know, with the swoop in the back. Yeah, the swoop in the back is too much. Uh, Johnny Depp, who was at this time the lucky bastard dating Sherilyn Finn, uh, <laughs> pretty much lived and like was on set a lot, just kind of hanging out. And he was considered, excuse me, for the role of Jake. But he shook his head He's nervously like, no. like, <laughs> and said no, no. no. I got this nightmare thing going. Or No, actually, that was before this, so it wasn't that. He had something else cooking. Or it might have been on Jump Street around 86. I'm in a band. <laughs> yeah, I got stuff to do. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, if you notice at the end of the movie, it says dedicated to the memory of Bruce Ingram. He was an assistant cameraman. And he was actually killed while they were filming one of the scenes, uh, chase oh, wow. scenes. I believe uh, a car ran off the road or something and kind of hit something else. And unfortunately, he was... He died to get a shot in this movie, and I kind of was trying to figure, find you know, what, well, which shot it, you know, which where in the movie does that fall? Uh, which the is the one in, where the car hits the camera? Yeah, <laughs> the one where the car hits the camera. <laughs> Too soon, man. Yeah, but uh, and as in the crow, someone dies on set. Oh man, mm, the rabbit hole deepens. That's true. Uh, although the footage from the crow where he got shot was actually destroyed by the director. Supposedly, mm-hmm. maybe it's still somewhere in his house or something. Yeah. But Brandon Lee was shot in the the part of the movie where the flashback, where he comes into the door with the groceries, mm-hmm. or she does one of them. But when I think Fun Boy shoots him, or ever shoots him, that was crazy. Yeah. Did that even happen? On uh, a on a big budget movie, like a simple mistake. I mean, we just filmed something with guns, and we had to do safety checks before each one just to let the actors know that yeah. everything's all right. Because there was one that was nervous about having. You know, three rifles on set. Was he Batman? I don't no. like guns. I don't like guns. Or Doctor <laughs> Who, which... I'm Condor Man. <laughs> <laughs> what if Batman's Bruce Wayne sitting there and a condor smashes into his glass? <laughs> I will be a condor. For that is what I fear. And there is an alternate reality somewhere yeah. where that your Condor Man is a the most famous superhero, and Christopher Nolan has done films. Oh man! And then the, what we call Condor Man is actually Batman. We're like that's so ridiculous. Yeah, Batman. Batman. So campy. <laughs> Running down the street with a bomb. Cheap Thanks. Condor Man ripoff. God. Yeah, could easily have done that. Totally. <laughs> uh, 
Let's see, is there anything else? No. Oh, wait, oh, oh about uh, Bruce Ingram dying, it was, uh, another was critically injured, but uh, the camera car was actually overloaded and it overturned when they were hanging a turn, uh, and it was the only serious accident during the filming, but a dude died, so yeah, it's a serious accident. Yeah. You know, like, there's, so unfortunately for him, he had to die while working on Condor, I mean, uh, <laughs> thank God not <laughs> the Wraith, but, uh. Definitely his work in here being the car chases is, you know, the best part of it to me. But, uh, again, this was another one a lot of people that were talking, that I've heard, much like Condor, mentioned, like, oh, this was a great one as a kid. And I honestly, I do believe that had I seen it as a kid, I probably would have loved it. It has, a, it has that superhero element, but again, as a kid, you know, we don't care that Superman flies backwards to, you know, turns the earth backwards to turn back time. It doesn't matter because he's Superman. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, when you're a kid, there's so many things that you forgive. Although I don't think I could forgive Condor Man, having Condor Man in it for five minutes when the movie's called Condor Man. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really do think that had I seen this at a much younger age, at, as a six-year-old or something, at a friend's house or rented it myself, I probably would have, probably would have had a good memory of it, I would assume. Uh which is a sharp, sharp contrast to last week. Oh, wow. But, uh, Found the guy that... Bruce Ingram. Did you mention that? Yeah. Yeah, his name. The dedicated to him. Yeah. Yeah. Sad thing. In Tucson, Arizona, mm-hmm. which is where the movie was filmed. And I was like, this looks an awful lot like Breaking Bad. <laughs> the scenery there. Yeah, that desert similar. landscape. Yeah, but uh, what, would you give a, what would you score this movie, Jesse, today? I gotta get give it higher than Condor Man, so maybe a six. <laughs> I'd give it a five, straight down the middle. Uh, again, if it came on TV, I might just see where it's at, you know, for the because there's some parts that are just hilarious, like when he beats the kid, up, the brother up at the. He's just, I mean, uh, Cassavetes is a great villain. He's such an asshole. You hate him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there, there are some really good things about this movie, but just to me, not enough to see it today for the first time and be like, "Holy shit, this movie is <laughs> amazing!" Right. Uh, you know, so I, I guess in a way, this is as Big Trouble in Little China was to me. This is my Big Trouble in Little China if I was Daniel, if that makes any sense. Actually, sure. maybe not because he really hated that for some stupid reason. <laughs> yeah, I take that back. That was dumb. Forget yeah, I said that. You really hated Condor Man. Yeah, not that though. was definitely my Howard the Duck because I think that was the one that he consistently said was the worst one that I made him watch. Oh, okay. Was Howard the Duck? I see what you're saying. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, if you haven't seen the Wraith. It's it's not on Netflix or anything, so you're gonna have to find it through some other means. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say it's worth a watch. I would not watch. I didn't mention this last week. I would not recommend Condor Man at all today. Uh, the Wraith. I would say, yeah, you watch. You know, if you're bored and you want to watch a bad movie from the '80s, or excuse me, a movie today that's bad, watch The Wraith. All the races are online, like on uh, YouTube. Which honestly, the, those are the best parts of the movie, and you know, check definitely check them out. But, uh, yeah, that's about all I got to say about the race. Crisp HD. <laughs> Which looks better than when I watched it. Yeah. It's, it's just, I don't know. And they don't explain so much. Again, like, you know, every time he kills somebody, there's a metal piece on the ground that just glows blue and disappears. Never uh, explain. Yeah. Wh- yeah. Wh- what? What? Why is this happening? <laughs> you obviously took time to film it and put post-production work into it. And it, they, you know, there's no reason, like... Maybe it's it's a, every time he kills somebody, he loses a piece of the wraith armor to signify how many people he has left to kill. That's what I kind of took from it. Maybe that's the actual meaning, but again, it's just so like, don't mention anything. And again, to refresh, you don't have to mention things in movies. 
but at least gives gives some idea, especially for a movie like this. Yeah, you know, this work out your scripts, people. <laughs> it's, it makes a difference, a big difference. I'll, I'll, I cracked up on this. How the Wraith vehicle runs a roadblock and blows the uh, front ends off two cars. Right. And the other cop car's like, he's like, get him, get him. He drives off after he explodes and reforms through it. Or no, he doesn't explode. He doesn't. He just but he's, he, he's the car's still fine. Zooms off. The cops immediately, instead of jumping in the working cars, clear the road for the cop cars further back. Right. You know, it's just like there's two car, other cars that didn't get hit. They don't run to. They just clean the road. I don't know. I just found that silly. It's for the set, man. I guess. But yeah, uh, with a, I think definitely like you said, with a little script work. This movie, looking looking at it now, this movie would have been a lot different. But uh, yeah, I'd give it a five. Remember but that? in again, this movie released 1980, uh, November twenty first, nineteen eighty six. Uh, on the same day, the Iran-Contra affair kicked off when uh, in uh, NSC member Oliver North, now a notorious Fox News contributor and celebrated author, mm. uh, and his secretary, Fawn Hall, started shredding documents implicating, implicating them in selling weapons to Iran and channeling the proceeds to help fund the Contra rebels in Nicaragua, which was a big stink for the United States for a while there. I remember coming home from school wondering why cartoons weren't on because it was shots of Oliver North, like, oh, I swear I'm telling the truth, and it's a big deal. Huh. Of course, but now he's a celebrated author who's a military hero and all kind of stuff, but, yeah. Wow. But then also, more importantly, one day later, November 22nd, Mike Tyson. I am Mike Tyson, won his first world boxing championship by defeating Tweva, Tweva Bubbick in Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> so, that's what happened around in on or around November 21st. If you're watching Wraithen theaters, that stuff was happening. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, back to the future this week. Uh, again, this is a little late, but uh, it's very relevant to the podcast. Uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot. Uh, Jesse, you mm. still haven't seen it, correct? I have not. So I'll avoid spoilers. Uh, not that there's anything hugely spoilerific right. in the movie. Are they turtles? Not that you expect <laughs> it. They turn out to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Just so, I mean, <laughs> I have to tell you that. Yeah. I mean, it's in the first five minutes. They are, in fact, teenage mutant ninja turtles. But uh, this is this movie's kind of odd for me simply because I don't understand. It's I think it's unjustly gotten a lot of hate. Just people say it's stupid. It's stupid. I completely disagree with that. Uh, you know, people praise these. Not, I'm not saying it's the same people, but a lot of people are like oh, the Transformer movies. You know, they're on the fourth one, and they're you know, there's there's a group of people that love the Transformer movies. Fine. To me, they're great when robots are fighting. If there's not two robots fighting on the screen, it's crap. Mm-hmm. But uh, to me, the Ninja Turtles movie was the best adaptation of a childhood cartoon in this, you know, our current time. You know, it's leagues above any of the Transformers, leagues above G.I. Joe. Uh, I'm not going to say it's better than the original Ninja Turtles movie because it's not. Because the original Ninja Turtles movie was so true to the, com- the Ninja Turtle comic and the the spirit. This one, from what I've seen of the Nickelodeon cartoon, is a little bit more true to that, which I haven't seen a lot of the Nickelodeon cartoon. I'm just saying I've heard a lot of people make references to the modern cartoon that this was pulling from that because it is a Nickelodeon Studios film, and Nickelodeon is producing the current TV show, the CG one, I believe. Uh, but that being said, uh, the Ninja Turtles reboot, to me, I, I had a smile on my face the whole time. Even my wife liked it, and we know how she is with movies on the podcast, uh, to me, the humor was, it actually had some funny humor. My biggest worry going into it was it was going to be stupid, you know, 
really lowbrow Transformers-esque humor. Right. To where it's potty jokes and completely stupid. his name is all over it. Yeah, exactly. Which, thankfully, you know, all he did was produce it, which, you know, doesn't usually make a difference with some of the shit he does, like Texas Chainsaw and all that kind of crap. Uh, but to me, this this was a great reboot for the franchise. Uh, a lot, some of the big, biggest complaints that I've heard was that the story was dumb. My, my response, my rebuttal to that is, yeah, it's a simple story, but you know what? You're watching a movie that is called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What's wrong with the story? Right. I mean, that, that's just my opinion. Now, I, I'm, is that where you see the actor in the mouth? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> He's weird. eating a person. <laughs> Looking at the old footage from 1990. <laughs> but, um, so close to being an 80s movie. Yeah. So close, no matter how far. Mm-hmm. But uh, the other complaint I heard a lot about the reboot was that the turtles don't have their personalities, which I call utter bullshit on. Uh, Leonardo, I mean, you see personalities from the trailer. Yeah, and that, and yeah. I heard people like say like you know they're not like that's that's a that's a anybody making that complaint to me? Did are you sure you watch the same movie? Because Donatello's doing machines, Michelangelo's the party dude, Leonardo's not necessarily the leader, but I mean he's he's the noble samurai esque part of the turtles which is he always was you know no we have to honor master splinter and blah 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 Raphael is crude yeah you know and and he's the to me they even did a better job of how I think when we were kids and we played Ninja Turtles of actually representing how we did it for example yeah. you know in this movie Raphael like if you look at his character and well let me let me step back a little bit a big another people were like oh these these Ninja Turtles are quote unquote nightmare fuel I thought they looked great would I've liked them to have the little kind of turtle beaks like the cartoon and the original? Yeah, just that's, but again, that's a pure nostalgia thing. Yeah. To me, like, at, and again, I was like everybody else when they first showed the pictures, like, man, they look kind of weird. Uh-huh. But in the movie, they look great. Uh, I really want to praise the CG for this movie. I'm usually like, you know, I agree, like, practical effects are so much better. I've said it a million times. We talk, this is an 80s podcast. We love practical effects. Uh, and in the 1990 movie, the dudes in the suit did phenomenal for people in suits with animatronic heads you know a testament to Jim Henson and his studio I think he was dead by then uh, but these turtles were CG for the most part I think they did have some sequences where they were animatronic or whatever because I've never seen onset photos so I'm not sure but all that was blended so well and they had to they must have mocapped like every joint on these people's fingers and because the fight scenes in this film are so amazing and it's all it's two CG characters yeah, there were four, five, six, seven CG characters at one time. They did an exceptional job of digitally doing these fight scenes. Uh, and the like, for example, the Matrix Reloaded, where they had the whole, you know, the big deal was the fight scene that's totally computer generated. The yeah. the some the the burly brawl is kind of the nickname for it or whatever. Uh, and that like to me was so distracting in the Matrix because it's blatantly CG. This film, it was just like, uh, I forgot I was watching like a real movie, if that makes any sense. like It didn't matter, because it looks so good. And it blended so well with the live action. Hmm. Uh, and the, I mean, the fight scenes were phenomenal. Like They were on par with a Yin Wu-Ping uh, Japanese, uh, Chinese cinema feature. Like, you know, a, a hero, or, you know, I'm trying to think, A Fist of Legend, or any of that kind of stuff. It, the fight scenes were phenomenal. And a lot of people didn't like certain aspects of Shredder and the backstory. Which, that's fine, but I mean, it, it doesn't take away from the movie. Uh, was it, was it, oh, a lot of people are like, oh, Megan Fox is in it, so it's, it's automatically terrible. Yeah, she's not the best actress. Yeah. But unlike Transformers, 
she's not the focus of this movie. Like she's trying to tell her as a GoPro. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's the thing. I mean, look at the character designs. Leonardo looks, you know, he's got the samurai, the sewer-made samurai type armor. Donatello's got all the different gadgets. Michelangelo's mm-hmm. got his sunglasses. Raphael, like, you know, he's basically shirtless and you know, Tough, they yeah. did a great job with that to me. The design watching the movie just like, okay, they did really good with this. They they did a great job with the design of each turtle to me. But uh Megan Fox is not bad in this movie. I mean, she's mm-hmm. always good to look at, but it's not yeah. like yeah, her, sto- her she honestly as much as Judith Hogue had a role in the first one, mm-hmm. I mean, I would say it's her like screen time and presence is about the same. The only thing they do a little different, they work her into the origin story. Mm. Which it's not it's it's so it doesn't matter. It's not like for the sake of it, because you've seen the trailer, how she's like, oh, my father worked with you and blah, blah, blah. Which, uh, it's a, to me, that, that doesn't take away from anything. There is one thing in this movie that, again, I'm not trying to sound like a hypocrite, but, you know, like I said, it's a movie called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But they do one thing with the origin that just, to me, took me, even though I'm watching this movie, to me, it just was kind of ludicrous. Uh-huh. And it was about the ninja, the ninja aspect, which I'm not going to say because some people haven't seen it. Sure. But... You'll, when you see it, you'll see what I'm saying. But yeah, uh, again, bricks. none of it's bad <laughs> to where like I would, you know, I mean, everybody's like, have you seen the, you know, the Nerdist and uh, the Soup? Like, have you seen the terrible Ninja Turtles movie? I'm just like, Jesus Christ! Like, if if you really think this movie's terrible, why was none of this hate? Well, where was this hate for Transformers or some of these other movies that really are bad movies? Yeah, well, there's hate for those too. <laughs> but it's just like it's so vocal for this film, like. I'm honestly kind of I was shocked coming out of it in like the next couple of days of just how many people like thought it was stupid terrible and just garbage I think it's making money so which I hope so I, I can't wait for the next one because they've already confirmed Rocksteady and Bebop will be in the next one oh they were supposed to be in this one but they didn't but uh I will like for like I like this movie enough I'm gonna get it on Blu-ray when the day it comes out I'm going to get it on Blu-ray and watch it because it was a fun movie and it's about one of the greatest cartoons and toy lines ever created, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Was it as good as Guardians of the Galaxy? Hell no. Guardians of the Galaxy is amazing on yeah. every aspect, you know. But Ninja Turtles, you know, there's a lot of nostalgia there. But to me, it delivered on the enjoyment. And I had a smile on my face from the moment it started. I mean, walking out of it, I wanted to be like, Cowabunga! You know, like I do you know. That's why I say that on this podcast. That's because, cow, you know, that's a huge part of... You know, neutrals. And uh, there's a part we talked about Godzilla. They'll in the remake uh, or the reboot of Godzilla. You know, they build it up to where, rightfully so, like every other Godzilla movie. You know, and in that movie when uh, Godzilla roars, it's just like you just want to cheer. You know, it's like yeah. yes, it's that moment they build it, and then it's that release, it's that orgasm of awesomeness. <laughs> and in this movie, they do it with the Ninja Turtles catchphrases, and it's so I was just like yes, <laughs> it was it it was done. Hey, this Mikey, m- what's that thing I told you never say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, that, was that on a trailer or something for you to have seen? Okay. Well, I'm, I'm sorry they put that in a trailer. Because <laughs> in the movie, you're just like, oh, yeah. You, <laughs> you know, you want to say it with them. Like, it's a it's a good moment in the movie. Yeah. And again, I just, I'm really shocked that there's so much, like, actual, like, this movie is stupid. Okay. Yeah. It's Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Okay. Step back for a second. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. Were you expecting, you know, the Avengers? <laughs> or, I mean, you know, something a little more fact, you know, not that was not something that was actually done as a joke. 
right. you know, created you know, from a drunken stupor practically to be silly. That, that was always the original story. Yeah. I'm sure if more thought <laughs> that, I would hope so. But the you know, story was always he came with it in a bar. So. Yeah. So, but... I mean, I still watch the Nickelodeon one. I like that. Um, yeah, and it's not on Netflix anymore, which, like, pisses me off. Because oh, really? I remember you, way back when you first were mentioning it, it was on Netflix. I just watch it on DVR. But, uh, and that's what I need. I probably need to... I've never even thought about that, setting it. I really like the voices they use in that. Like, um, Jason Biggs is Leonardo. Oh, really? Yeah. Would you care to guess who's Leonardo in this movie? Oh, I know oh, who it know? is. And that's... I was like, yeah, Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. And, like, in the first 10 minutes, my wife's like, that sounds like Johnny Knoxville. And I kind of heard it, too, like, in a, in a few sentences. I'm like, nah. But as the movie went on, I was like, nah, that doesn't sound like him at all. It's fucking Johnny Knoxville. And it, it's... Does but he's it not like. Yeah, like I was, okay. I never, like she mentioned it and then I forgot it, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, cause I never heard like, hey, Johnny Knoxville, welcome to Ninja Turtles. When I, <laughs> when I, when I watch the trailer, I hear it cause you know, that's my favorite turtle. That's the one I always pay attention to. Mm-hmm. But when Jason Biggs did it, it was like, the transition is easy because he did it so well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Sean Astin as, uh, Raphael. Oh really? On the cartoon? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And the original Donatello from the 90s cartoon? cartoon is the one in Nickelodeon. Wow. The only new guy is Michelangelo, but he does a great job, too. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Michelangelo is always my least favorite turtle. I mean, everything about the Nickelodeon show I like, because the writing is great. Mm-hmm. Voices are great. Very well done. Uh, but yeah, hearing Johnny Knoxville, I was like, eh, I don't know about this one. I didn't even know that, because like, I, I thought going into the movie that it was the same voice actors from the cartoon. I would have hoped. Because... <laughs> That's you know it's Nickelodeon studio and there's there's no big thing like saying like who's who yeah you know it's, it's like in the credits like it's way down you know because it's like uh, Will Arnett and yeah Will, you yeah. know all that uh, so it's like it's not like it's predominant like and you know Leonardo Johnny he's not top billing or anything I mean they their names in the Nickelodeon show you know and I wonder what decision said no we're not going to use those guys yeah I wonder if they just wanted more money or, or like scheduling can't or who imagine knows imagine they would want much I'm sure Johnny oh Shalhoub was Splinter which he he does a great Splinter really and uh, Splinter is so awesome in this movie wow I mean, he's awesome in the original but I mean, again like all he does in the original is you know reverse Orokusaki's charge with a spear and throw him over a building not that it's not important but you yeah. get to see Splinter in this movie and it's it's awesome I mean are, most of these guys aren't voice actors That's, that was my issue with this like mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever. Johnny Knoxville. I like him doing Johnny Knoxville's things. Yeah. I'll just have to wait and see. If I never knew his real last name. His real, Johnny Knoxville's real name <laughs> is Philip John Clapp. Yeah, he's got the clap. I assume Johnny was... I actually thought that might have been his real name, Johnny Knoxville. I love Bad Grandpa. I, I, I laughed a lot during that. Uh, it was funnier <laughs> than I thought it would be. I was worried right. that, uh, like most of those films, that a lot of the funniest stuff is in the trailer. Yeah. Which, honestly, it was. The whole little pageant sure, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I could watch that ten times in a row and it's still as funny. Right. I mean, that, that's, yeah, that that's comic best. genius. But, like, the whole, like, bar, the bar scene and... Well, I like how they did it, like, Borat. Yeah. Know, it was more world. like a story, not just, like... Yeah. I'm, this is the bad grandpa skit. Yeah, exactly. That's what I liked about it. As opposed to the other jackass stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, Johnny Knoxville, named after the town he's from. Not... His real Not his real name. John Clapp. Johnny Clapp. From Knoxville, Tennessee. Which is kind of cool. But yeah. Anyway, the Neutrals movie, if you're like, oh, I heard it was bad, go see it for yourself. If you 
in my opinion, if you grew up, if you grew up loving the Ninja Turtles, if you liked all the original Ninja Turtles movies except Part Three, <laughs> there's I don't under, I really don't know what's not to like about this film. Uh, and uh, again, there's so many genuinely funny parts that I, like that weren't forced. It was it was actually funny, and it captured like the turtles. Like there's an elevator scene. It's so funny. It's it's subtle to me, but funny. Right before the other scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw the whole. Like, oh, you did. They played a lot of it. Oh, really? On the, the trailer, I guess. Or yeah, they played everything before that elevator scene. Even. Wow. I'm glad. <laughs> I just can't watch. It like, was like a four-minute teaser or something. Jesus. Like that, where they just played the whole scene. Like when they released the, the trailer for the new Star Wars movie, like I'm gonna have to be tied down. Yeah. To not watch it because like, I have to see. But then it's like, is it like the Avengers where they ruin like the most impactful scene of the movie in the trailer where Hulk catches Iron Man? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> you know, it's just like, which although I don't know if who Abrams has to do his trailer, or again, I don't know who they put in charge of. Like they did such a good job with Star Trek Two, not revealing anything that it was Khan, mm-hmm. which there was all there was also all sorts of speculation. Yeah. But for the first half of the movie, he's like, oh, he's John Harris, and he's just a terrible person. You know, like, like I guess he's not Khan. But yeah. then like, that, like in Godzilla, there's that huge, or even this was before Godzilla, the big reveal, like I am Khan, like holy shit, <laughs> you know, just. Trailers aren't art in itself. I, I, re, I truly believe it. there are trailer. Yeah. There are some trailers out there that are better than the movies that they're yep. trailering. If that makes yeah. any sense. There's a trailer for a movie called Enemy at the Gates. The first time <laughs> I saw that trailer, I was like, "This movie looks amazing." Yeah. The trailer gives me chills. Like thinking about it, the way that the, whoever did the trailer yeah, Harris, is an artist. Right? Yeah. <laughs> My dad was in that one. Yeah. <laughs> but the movie, you know, going to see like the trailer's like, "Oh, we got me and brother, like we got to see this movie. This this looks so amazing." Yeah, mediocre. Yeah. And then, I went, and then I bought the DVD and like we watched it one more time, and I was like, I hope the trailer's on the DVD. I watched the trailer like fifteen times. <laughs> it's so good. It is such a classic. Ama- it's one of the best trailers ever to me. Wow. Because yeah. again, this. the trailer is better than the movie. Yeah. And the movie isn't bad. It's just not good. Right. You know, it's five type situation. Condor manish. No, 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 no. I would watch Enemy at the Gates again. Rachel Wise is in it, so she's always easy yeah. on the eyes. Rachel Wise, easy on the eyes. Uh, that's how I remember that. Uh, yes. <laughs> Not that she's beautiful, but that her name rhymes with us. <laughs> but, yeah, that's about it for this episode. If there's anything you want to take away from it, if you haven't seen The Wraith, give it a watch. It's worth one. Uh, but definitely check out Ninja Turtles, especially if you've got kids, because this is one of the movies I would love to see with a kid, you know, if I had a kid. You know, I'd be like, right. oh, we're going to see Ninja Turtles again. Yay. And then, you know, I would, I'd be the kind of dad after seeing this movie. Like, if we went, if, you know, I had a son, we went, or daughter, and we went and watched it, and, like, they were excited as I was coming out of it, we would immediately go on to Target. I would have bought the Raphael mask. Would have bought him his favorite, him or her, his favorite turtle mask. We would have gone home and played Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Because this, th- that's how good to me this movie was. Yeah. Again, it's not going to win an Oscar, although the effects were fantastic, but it did its job of entertaining a Ninja Turtles fan. That's all you want. And... The only thing I can say, maybe I, I, probably, I did go into it like, I hope this doesn't suck. You know, not thinking it was going to be great. So maybe that did, you know, to be objective, maybe that did play into it. Because to me, a lot of movies, if you go into it thinking it's bad, it does seem better than it probably was. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I like the, I love the first G.I. Joe movie. It's terrible. What was your impression going into Condor Man? Like, this should be interesting. Because, again, <laughs> again, like, you know. Should be interesting. There's so many movies that we haven't seen that... There, there are movies that I haven't seen that are that I know that I would love. Right. So I'm always hoping to find. I, I, no one I love seen, finding yeah. those. You know. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, if you like this, you'll love this. So I'm like, I was like, I was excited. Like, okay. And I, again, 
both Condomine and The Wraith, I was like, I heard of these before. I, I distinctly remember seeing the covers. Let's see what it's about. Nah. <laughs> Again, The Wraith, I think, as a kid, I probably would have enjoyed. Right. Because of the, the, the card thing aspect. Oh, yeah, boom. You know, yeah. Everything a, a six-year-old would want to see. But yeah, Condor Man, not so much. <laughs> but uh, let us know your thoughts on The Wraith or Ninja Turtles at 80srevisit at gmail.com, on Facebook and Twitter and the internets at awesomepods.com. Uh, don't forget the other podcasts on the Awesome Podcast Network. Duo Attack, Geekly Doe, Just Sedgley Podcast. Why don't you know this? Republic City Report. Now, and uh, again, this was, Wraith was requested by our friend John. Uh, and listen to him and James over at the Now vs. Nostalgia podcast. They got some. Uh, they do a lot more modern stuff. Not, I don't say modern, as in not in the '80s, early '90s stuff. Right. So it's uh, and that's something we always talk about here. Like, oh, well, '90s revisited. We'll do this. Well, they're already doing some like stuff from there too. So it's always fun to hear other people's opinions on the stuff you grew up with. So definitely check those dudes out. It's an enjoyable podcast. And like I said, it's fun to listen to while you're playing Final Fantasy. Yeah. Because you don't like listening to the same music. Any podcast is. Mm-hmm. better than listening to the same music over and over. But next week for month three of Request Month, a little bit of a technicality, and we'll explain it next week, but next week we'll be talking about Rock and Roll High School. Mm. So if you're familiar with that cult, it is a bonafide cult classic. Tune in next week, see what we got to say. Yes, Netflix and says it's 1979, but we'll get to that. You'll see next reason time. why next time on 80s Revisited. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris. Jesse Sedgley. Cowabunga! Yep. Find this show and more on Facebook.com slash awesome pods and follow us on Twitter at awesome pods.